Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. So Lamar Jackson's his own agent. And so to me, you know, if I'm my own agent, I'm making sure that my deal gets done. Especially with the way that he plays, right? Like, I'd be I'd be real leery about stepping out of football field until I had my deal was done. And I, and I think Baltimore is absolutely interested in extending him. And I think the reason it hasn't gotten extended is because Lamar uh, has been more interested in playing football and doing whatever he does. And so, you know, at some point, uh, to me, it's in his best interest to sit down and get that deal done. Uh, that would be my, if I were Lamar Jackson, that would be my off-season priority to make sure that I don't step foot on a football field again uh, until I have one of those lucrative new contracts that puts me in line uh, with these higher-paid quarterbacks. And that's me. But his life, and he can do what he wants. <laughs> Thank you, Adam Schefter, <laughs> for ESPN, uh, guiding Lamar Jackson down the road of life. I saw that quote the other day. I think maybe it was yesterday I saw it. Now we're playing it today here, Action Sports Jackson, ESPN 690. And I think of two things when I think of it. One is I'm always surprised when, like, Schefter gives his opinion on something. Yeah. Because he's, like, this breaking news guy. I'm not saying he shouldn't have an opinion. But it's always interesting to me on the shows when he has an opinion almost from an analysis standpoint because that's just not how we look at Adam Schefter. Like, he's not that. He's – I don't know if you feel the same way if you're watching, like, basketball with Woj, but it's like – the, you should only talk if you are about to break information. Yeah. <laughs> I, we have this view of them, I think, like that, you know? Yeah, I used to feel that <laughs> same way with Field Yates, but in terms of, like, all of his stuff was fantasy, and fantasy, then he started doing, right. like, actual right. reporting. I'm like, what what, what are we doing here, Field? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Just tell me who to put my line on. I know. Like, what are we doing? Who am I playing at Flex Field? <laughs> I don't need to know all this. <laughs> it's funny how we label people, though, like that, you yeah. know? And, and kind of in our own minds. And, uh so the next part I thought about this is welcome everybody back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martin here at Palm Beach Autographs in the Avenues Mall. Mike Tyson here tonight. We'll be here until 5, and then Casey and Brian Middleton take over from 5 to 7 tonight with a little extra, extra Action Sports Shacks OT. Kind of like you want in the postseason. More OT. Exactly. You know, it's just not like a short edition. Both teams get the uh, ball. You know what I'm saying? Both teams are definitely getting the ball here at Action Sports Shacks OT tonight on uh, ESPN 690. And, uh, you know, the other part of it when he's talking about Lamar Jackson is I think Lamar's an interesting one now. I think Lamar is, are they all in, all in on Lamar? And I think they're going to have to be, right? I mean, once they are committed to Lamar Jackson, but we've had these discussions, and as brilliant as Lamar can be, as brilliant as he's been uh, from an MVP standpoint, as electric as he is, I think there's still a thought of, okay, is this guy going to bring us to the promised land? We've been pretty good in Baltimore. He's been pretty electric. He's been good, but he hasn't always been good. And can he take us to the Super Bowl? Are we going to put $40 million a year into the Lamar Jackson bucket? I think they're going to do it, man. But I think there's a slight hesitation on behalf of the Ravens. Yeah, no, I agree. I think there is there is a question mark there um, in that term, but I think you have to. You can't afford to let a guy as talented as Lamar Jackson just not come back. I mean, can you imagine if Lamar Jackson was a free agent? No. Somebody like well, the Houston Texans would give him all their money. Yeah, I, I think you're right. There's somebody that would. But, like, when you just said, you can you imagine if Lamar Jackson was a free agent? Well, first thing I think of is, like, okay, like five teams are going to want Lamar Jackson. And I'm not so sure that's the case. 
Lamar is a separate fit. Like they have they have changed everything around Lamar, and that's really one of the reasons why I think they have to go with Lamar too, and they have to pay him because they're committed to the style of offense that they have, what yeah. they've done to cater around his strengths. And, and I'm not – it sounds like I'm being critical. I'm not. It's worked. It's been good. But I do think anytime you're about to give $40 million to a guy – listen, the, the Las Vegas Raiders are asking the same question about Derek Carr. Yeah, he's gotten a lot better. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, we went to the playoffs. Yeah, we win games. But can he win the whole thing? Yeah. Like, is he $35, $40 million good? Is he Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady good? I, I I think that's the part where people get in trouble with the quarterback position because they're still – now, listen, he's got an MVP next to his name. I think he's earned it. But I think there's a hesitation there uh, on, on Lamar Jackson and others, Derek Carr, in, in this conversation too, on whether to, whether to go all in. Yeah. No, I, guy. I, I, I think I, that exists. No, I agree with you. I think, I, I think if you're the Ravens, though, it to me – when you lost Lamar Jackson this season, you found out that Tyler Huntley is okay as a backup, and that's fine, but they were not good when Lamar Jackson was not in there. And to me, that just makes Lamar Jackson even more valuable because another part of that is obviously they we think they are going to pay Lamar Jackson. We think that's the right decision. But if you don't, what do you do? Like, you don't love the quarterbacks well, in this draft. I mean, you do you wait for – I know there's a big quarterback next year. I just can't think of it. But the point of the story is you're uh, yeah. you're setting yourself back. You're taking a risk. You might not be in position to draft that guy. Quarterbacks don't hit free agency anymore, and the ones that do are like Kirk Cousins. So you like it or not, if you're the Ravens, you got to pay the man. Well, and that listen, the Jags were in this situation. Now they didn't have to pay Bortles, but they felt like they had to pay him something. And fortunately for them, they didn't have to pay him thirty to thirty-five or forty million, right? Yeah. I mean, they actually. I always say this about the Bortles deal. Yeah, was it the wrong deal? Absolutely. It turned out to be the wrong deal. Uh, then it forced them into the the whole Foles thing, right? But were they if they had gotten one decent year, like decent year in 2018, out of Blake, mm-hmm. it was not a bad deal. Like it wouldn't have been a bad deal. Like the money was reasonable, and so. But they just never even got that. They got like a month right. <laughs> instead of a season out of Blake, and then and then it went downhill. So. Um, I think you're right, though. I think teams, and this isn't just a Lamar Jackson question. This is a Derek Carr question. This is a Baker Mayfield question. Yep. This is a name your guy question. I mean, it. are they going to elevate, take one more step up the ladder, or are they going to Carson Wentz yeah. and now all of a sudden go to the land of oblivion? Are they going to be a one-year wonder like Nick Foles, right, yeah. in, in, the, in the right spot? Um, again, I'm not calling Lamar Jackson Nick Foles, but I do think Carson Wentz was on a path that at one time Lamar Jackson was taking to. Like, Carson Wentz easily could have been the MVP in year two. Yeah. Well, here we are four years later, folks, or whatever it is, and we're not sure he's even a starting quarterback. And uh-huh. Lamar Jackson in year two won an MVP. Are we going to ask that same question another two years down the road when he's making 40 mil per? Yeah, that's a good point. And that's the that's where I'm getting at here, and that's what puts teams in tough spots, and that makes it really tricky given the the salaries that the quarterbacks are now making. Uh, who was it that I saw? Oh, Matt Ryan. Yeah, ninety. Matt Ryan. I think that I see today he's on the books for forty eight million yeah. in twenty twenty two. He's yeah, it's ninety eight million for the next two years. I mean, listen, Matt Ryan. 
at times has been a very good quarterback. I think even an MVP candidate earlier on. Yep. He's a he's still probably a nice quarterback, but he's not a forty eight million dollar a year quarterback. No. And I like I think Atlanta made a mistake. I don't know if they could have traded him or got out from underneath it and then picked a QB instead of pit, uh Pitts. But I think they made a mistake by not doing it. And I think they might be feeding into that mistake now, right? They said, we can win with Matt Ryan. And we've got a lot on the books for Matt Ryan. What they maybe were telling us is that nobody really is going to take this on with Matt Ryan. And so we're stuck with Matt Ryan. <laughs> yes. But, but I mean, listen, uh, you know, when they reset the franchise, new coach and everything, and they have a top five pick, they have a chance to go get their future guy. And they passed it up to go get a weapon for Matt Ryan. So, again, I think these are... This isn't like just the Lamar Jackson question. This is a broader picture in the NFL where you get stuck. Maybe the Jags end up in this situation down the road, right, where they've seen good, almost great, but not enough of either out of Trevor Lawrence, and then you're, all right, what do we do? I mean, do we let him go? Do we try to replace him, or do we go give him this mega deal because we're all in on him? You know, and the bottom line is now if you are in on your quarterback, it's going to cost you somewhere between 35 and $45 million a year. Yeah. And if you guess wrong, and if you are wrong, well, then you're really it, – it's like missing. Now what it's become, it's like it's like drafting a number one or two or three pick and missing. It yep. sets your organization back. Cite the uh, Chicago Bears of late. Of Trubisky, yep. right? Uh, but cite the Jags. I mean, the cite the well, Jags of Blaine Gabbert. I was trying not to. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, it's a, it's a fat – I think what I just said is actually has a, has a lot of truth to it, that the salaries and the risk you're taking when you don't know exactly going into the second contract for these young quarterbacks. See, like Patrick Mahomes, you know. Yeah. That's easy. Mm-hmm. You know. If you had to re-up Russell Wilson a couple years ago, you know. You know what he is. You know when you're spending $40 million on. If you have to re-up Jimmy Garoppolo at the time, you didn't really know, but you had to do it. Yep. If you're Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, like I'm talking about, Carson Wentz's of the world, do you know enough or are you actually risking what essentially you used to be risking by drafting a quarterback in the top five or top ten, which which was less than a 50-50 proposition, that guy was going to be good. Yeah. And uh, it's a pretty wild scenario right now that we are actually in that same boat with quarterbacks in the NFL, but not rookie quarterbacks quarterbacks that are like in year four yeah and to your point i was just thinking about you can literally pretty much go to any team like kyler murray that's the big question right now and to your other the the same point you just made were the cowboys 100 percent sure on dak prescott or did they have to do it that's true they had to do it they they did have to do it you're right and and they think they're going to win that but yeah it's pretty wild man pretty wild speaking of money what about did, did, we had a uh, Sports Center update. There's a report out there tonight or today or the last couple of days that Aaron Rodgers now wants to make like a gazillion dollars. Is this, like. a, is this going to be a money driven move by Aaron Rodgers? Like, that didn't factor in my mind. I, why do I not feel like that's true? <laughs> yeah, it just, it, out of all the things that we talk about with Aaron Rodgers, it feels like that one has never come up. Like the I need more money part of it. Now, granted, if if that part of it is true, which we've heard that there there could be reason to believe that is true, that money is a big factor in this, he's earned it. He's he's been incredible. I mean, he's worth being paid the most expensive quarterback in the league. Yeah, you know what you're getting, right? You know exactly what you're getting. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, you know what you're getting. You know there's going to be some off-field stuff, not anything serious, but he's going to make some comments every Tuesday on Pat McAfee's show. But you do know what you're getting on the field, and that's an MVP multiple times. Uh, yeah, the the thing I would say, and I'd warn a little bit, is, I mean, is he trying to go to the bank here at the end of his career, and that's his motivation, more so than trying to win? You know, if you look at what Brady did for all those years, Brady got paid, but he also, like, was able to work his deal out in all these crazy ways where, at a lot of times, he was, like, the 12th highest-paid quarterback in the league that year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so again, you can. It's funny money sometimes how it goes on the books, but I mean, what's the motivation for Aaron Rodgers, uh, and and what's he thinking? Is it, it's I want to go make big bucks to close out my career and make generations and generations of the Rodgers family wealthy, or is it I want to go win another ring and add to my legacy? Yeah. And because it's hard to do both now, if you're going to go steal forty percent of the pie of the salary cap then it's hard to go put all the pieces around. See, I would really think, like, uh, you know what's funny about the whole, um, all the Denver noise mm-hmm. with Rodgers? Is I would think, actually, you know what the the best, the two spots that I would think would intrigue him the most? Because it's not what he's really had in terms of a full complement of a team around him or enough of a team, even though they've been very good, really. Uh, but in Green Bay is like an Indianapolis situation yeah. where he's got running game. They've got more money to spend if they want to add weapons. They've already got a good defense. That's a good situation. Or I'll give you like a Tampa situation where they might start be breaking apart, but he's got Mike Evans and potentially if you can keep Godwin and you got the guys in the backfield and you got the tight ends and you've got people uh, on the defensive side. Like they are built to win now. Like that's – I'm surprised there's not more conversation about Rodgers trying to fulfill that part that – that was a little empty in Green Bay at times, even though Devontae Adams was awesome and Jones was awesome. He didn't feel like he always had enough of those guys, I think. Yeah, I think, to your point, Indianapolis, if if the reports are true that he wants to make, you know, $50 million or so, I don't know Denver's exact situation, but it feels like they can't be able to do that without making some things happen. Indianapolis can make that happen. And to your point, yeah, they can run the football. Michael Pittman Jr., who... I at least believe is very can be very good with the right quarterback goes to, I don't know, top five receiver in fantasy, just off, out the get-go. And the offensive line is obviously good. They play defense. You put Aaron Rodgers there, it's scary. In Tampa, I think is interesting because the one guy that is always overlooked in a way is Mike Evans. Like, we always bring up Mike Evans in the conversation. Mike Evans has never had less than 1,000 yards in a season for his career. He's been incredible. He's been severely underrated. If you go there to Tampa, one, you get better weather. So I don't know how that plays in, but you do get better weather. And you're immediately signing up for what you had in Green Bay in terms of Devontae Adams and Mike Evans are very comparable in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You could potentially have Gronk stay at that point. If not, you still have Cameron Bray, you still have O.J. Howard. You have Leonard Fournette. You have other running backs, and people are going to come play with Aaron Rodgers. Godwin might stay at that point. So to your point, to your uh, idea. Those two teams make sense. The Denver one is interesting because I don't think they can pay him that. You have to give up at least one of those young receivers you think would go back. You're probably not going to trade one of your quarterbacks because why would uh, the Packers want that? But the Denver one confuses me in terms of the salary at this point. Yeah, listen, I think the uh, I, I don't know all the numbers on the cap. I'd have to really look and see if this is even plausible. But to you you know, if the Denver situation, you got to move stuff around. The Indianapolis situation might actually be the best. You arguably have the best running back in the league. You have some pieces like Pittman Jr. 
you could bring if you could lure Aaron Rodgers there, you might be able to lure Devontae Adams too. They got the money. Like you've got the dollars to maybe do that. That would scare the heck out of me in the AFC South, by the way. And you get a path to success easy. Like, AFC South is one of the easiest paths to the playoffs right now. Yeah. If you look at it on paper. That, I mean, yeah, Tennessee has friction. The other two don't at the moment. Jags and, and Texans. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, again, it's like you can name where you want to go. You can almost LeBron James this. <laughs> if you want, if That's you're true. Aaron Rodgers. You know, I mean, I guess you can't exactly. They still have to trade you to a dance and have a dance partner. But, man, if I was Indianapolis, I might be looking at that. Now, I don't know how all that adds up because you still have to get rid of Carson Wentz, and Wentz has a lot of bag money and this stuff too, right? Uh-huh. So I don't know all of that, um, it, it play, how it plays out on paper, exactly what Indianapolis has. But to me, that's like, wow. I mean, you've got a pretty good team, and you could make them great on paper with, like, one move in Aaron Rodgers and two moves if he really got lucky and got, like, Devontae Adams, too. Yeah, and two... <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> it, would be, it would be pretty disgusting. But the problem, I think, is going to be the Packers would have no reason to want Carson Wentz. Right? No, they would. So nah, then, they'd have to flip him somewhere else or something. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. Yeah, that would be tough. By the way, Denver apparently has $38 million in cap space. Yeah, which is pretty pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good. Plus, they don't need a Devontae Adams, right? They feel like they've got the receiving core. Yeah. I mean, they just paid Sutton. Uh, Tim Patrick's pretty good and Jerry Judy. Uh, one would think probably K.J. Hamler as well. Somebody's probably going to have to go back to Green Bay in that trade scenario. Yeah. Um, and I guess Drew Locke if you'd want him. But they don't pay that many people uh, that much money. Garrett Bowles is their highest paid player. But when you go to 2023, their salary cap comes to $75 million. So they have... They apparently do have the money to make it happen pretty easily. Yeah, they could, and that's why it's been a pretty popular spot. Um, but I will say this, though. None of those guys, uh, not Cortland Sutton, not not Hamler, not Judy, not Patrick, are close to what Devontae Adams is, no. in my opinion. No. Sutton's very good, but he, he's not that. Agreed. not yet. But I will say we have no idea yet about Jerry Judy. He was, like, the number one receiver we thought in that draft, I think Henry Ruggs ended up going like a couple picks before him, but he's had nothing to work with. Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. You get a real quarterback in there, Jerry Judy might be a problem because he was in college. We just haven't seen it translate yet. All right, you shared this with me, then we'll uh, take a break. Uh, Super Bowl 57 future bets. Oh, yeah. Kansas City plus 650. Their favorite Bills plus 750. Rams plus 1100. Cowboys plus 13. Bengals plus 14. Green Bay 15. San Francisco 16. Chargers 18. Obviously, Vegas or whoever did the this bet thinks Rodgers is going back to Green Bay yeah. for them to be one of the top six. Um, did they have it right? Are they missing anybody? Or somebody, is it Casey in Buffalo? Is it their, their their league to lose next yeah. year? Yeah, I would say so. And then the Rams are in a comfortable spot in three. I'm just confused a little bit for a couple of reasons. Not really sure who should be here. Uh, what are the Chargers doing on this graphic at plus well, 1,800? I, w- I think you could I think you could actually put two. Uh, like, why are the Cowboys that high? And I think well, a little yeah. bit of that's a sucker bet, right? The Vegas does a little bit of yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. They're going to try to get you to bet on them. And so they must feel a little bit like that with the Chargers, too. 
But, yeah, I mean, I, I would say the way the trend has been, why would you even come close to betting those two guys? They feel like good value based on their rosters, but though. And so that's what they're trying to get you to do. That's why they're up there the way they are because it is a bit tempting. You're like, hey, you know, the Chargers are really good. <laughs> like, they're really good. Yeah. Uh, eight plus 1,800, that seems like good value, even though you probably have no chance. you got to hope they even make the playoffs. I know. Literally, like, <laughs> what are the playoff odds at this point? And then the other one that interests me is I think, I think Trey Lance is going to be good, but – San Francisco, you don't know who the quarterback is. Like, I just can't imagine. Like, I, wait, I know Tom Brady's gone, but, like, is Tampa bad all of a sudden? Are we giving up on Tampa? Well, if, if Blaine Gabbert plays, then, you know, maybe. Yeah, but, I, well, I think you can't. you got to give up on Tampa the way they're currently built at QB. That's fair, I guess. I, I mean, mean I, no Brady. It's not, like, you know, Russell Wilson comes in. That, that spikes all the way up to, like, plus 1,000, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, we don't know who the quarterback of the Niners is. I don't know. It just... That part of it interests me, and then there's one other team that I was wondering where they were. Uh, oh, where's Baltimore? Like, Lamar was hurt, but before Lamar was hurt, like last year at this time, I'm sure their Super Bowl odds would have been on that graphic. Like, did we forget about Baltimore? Yeah, Baltimore. I, I, maybe there's just a lot of friction there, right? I mean, between in that AFC North. Yeah. Which is really tough, and, and they're obviously given the keys to Cincinnati now yeah. of uh, winning that division. I think you could make the case, where's Tennessee? I forgot about the boys. Like you could say, I mean, based on what Tennessee did, where's yeah. Tennessee on that list? That's a good if call. It, if Derrick Henry's healthy, you know. Yeah, no, I'm with so. that. So, like, I'm just, I, I need, maybe there's some good value at Fox Bet right now. I might have to check that out in the break. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are at Palm Beach Autographs in the Avenues Mall. PalmBeachAutographs.com for more information on the next three days. Mike Tyson tonight, Pete Rose tomorrow, and Ric Flair on Saturday. So, PalmBeachAutographs.com if you want to get in. Um, and it's funny, I was just outside the store and people walking by. I was like, Mike Tyson signing tonight at 6.30? <laughs> Tyson is a heck of a draw, man. It's such a, it, it really gets people talking, uh, Mike Tyson's name. And, well, his face is here today, too, in person <laughs> at Palm Beach Autographs in the Avenues Mall. We are as well. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 rolls on right after this. The other thing that you have to factor in is the age that Aaron Rodgers is. And then knowing if you're dealing for him, you're probably talking about giving him a brand new contract and making him the highest paid player in the NFL. You have to be comfortable with what all those things mean for your franchise. And, you know, usually there's a sliding scale when it comes to the compensation that the player would be owed on a new contract and the amount of draft capital that you're going to give up. Chris Canty. You better believe it. <laughs> Default. I'm starting to pick up Chris Canty's voice pretty good now. He doesn't sound like he doesn't have anything distinct in his voice to me. Like you just know by the take, a, you know. Like yeah, hey, kind this of is the take. That's your t- hot take guy. Yeah, you know, if this is a hearty take, you know, if there's some substance to this, then that's probably Chris Canty. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's got to be. It's definitely got to be. Uh, Brett Morton here at Palm Beach Autographs in the Avenue's Mall. Mike Tyson will be here uh, in about uh, two hours, actually, 6.30. They're already lining up. If you missed the top of the show, I told you, a young man out there, he's been here since 10 a.m. Uh, and, by the way, it already purchased, like, the ticket and picture, and so he's going to be first in line for that. Um, no doubt. Nobody beat him. So hey, you do what you got to do, I guess. Here. Uh, I guess you could find as many games as possible you can play on your phone. Literally. In that time a couple frame. movies. 
<laughs> a couple movies. That's right. Uh, that happens as well. Uh, programming notes. I'll be here until 5 o'clock here at Palm Beach Autographs, and then it's going to get a little cra crazy and busy and hectic. And uh, we have uh, an extra hour of Action Sports Shacks OT tonight with Casey Kurtz and Brian Middleton, 5 to 7, right here on ESPN 690. Uh, so we've got that on the way. How about that Providence Hoops game last night? Did you catch any of that? I did catch a little bit of it because it was still on all night. They were going all that was, night. That was crazy. Like, I don't know if you caught why, but like there was a roof leak. for, And so it delayed uh. the game for like 15, 20 minutes with about two minutes to go. And then, of course, I went into triple overtime. Yeah. It was the wildest thing. You know, my buddy Andrew Catalan was calling that game. He's had a couple of Providence games the last couple of weeks, and they've been good ones. And then he had the Michigan-Wisconsin game as well oh. with the Juwan Howard stuff. Oh, he's been uh, and I always, I said it, Oh, yeah, I say it all the time, and I just tweeted it twice in the same week. He never, he does not do a boring game. Like, there's always something that happens, whether it's an NFL game or a basketball game for Catalan. And he is, he's really good, and he's uh I don't need to tell him that or anybody else because I think the TV execs know he's really good, too. He's doing he, – he has a chance, you know, the more and more I think about this, to be the next Jim Nance. Yeah? Like, I think he's in – I think he has now got, like, the, the track for that. I don't know if that's a fact, you know, and you never know if somebody comes along. But he has a chance to be, in my opinion, the next uh, Jim Nance in terms of the golf. He loves doing golf. Yeah, he does the NFL and he does college basketball. He does and it all. So, and, he, and by the way, like he's taken over. You know what's his name? Vern kind of mm -hmm. has taken a little bit more of a back seat. Um, even at, I think, oh, actually, he still does a six, sixteen. Does he at the at the Masters? Um, or maybe he does, maybe he does less at the Masters. I, I I don't know if I'm right on that or not. Uh, but I took over for someone else, and now his name escapes me. That used to do golf at, like when Nance was gone, but now Andrew Catalan has jumped into that spot. So, like, he's now kind of like second on CBS in golf. He's one of the top five teams, I think, on on uh, NFL, and he's one of the broadcast teams for March Madness. Yeah, no, it's a and good so, little gig. Yeah, it's a nice gig. Yeah, and golf's I, hard. I, golf's not easy. Golf's hard. Yeah, so. Um, so Catalan's really good, really, really good, and he does—he just doesn't get a boring game. It's pretty, pretty wild. I've got something for you. Did you see all this stuff coming down with Troy Aikman going yeah. in? Maybe ESPN, and then some rumors about Joe Buck. Saw that. That's um, that's different, I guess. Why does everybody hate Joe Buck? Is a question I've asked for over a decade in this industry. And not, by the way, not everybody hates Joe Buck, but the, there's a vocal minority, at the very least, yeah. of social media. That is not the biggest Joe Buck fan. Like, and honestly, Casey, you might be in that group. I don't get it. Like, I think Joe Buck is terrific. Yeah. I, I don't understand why everybody else has a problem with Buck. I don't have, like, a world-class problem with him, but, like, I think, to be honest, this is just my guess, spitballing here, but when you do the marquee NFL game every week when you do the world series when you do so much golf there for a bit it's the same like delivery over and over like i don't know how to explain it other than like it all sounds the same does that make sense yeah it's too it's too much yeah right yeah 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 it's like too like much there's no differentiation differentiation exactly. with it exactly and and bucks listen bucks a baseball guy at heart like he's really good at baseball Really good. He wasn't that good at the golf. It was like they're making me do this. It kind of felt like. Yeah, I think that's what um, it was. And and 
Fox in general swung and missed with the golf stuff, uh, and and they gave it up. That's how much they swung and missed. They're like, screw this, we're out. <laughs> um, and uh, and football, I think Joe's good. I actually, the thing about the whole Aikman thing that's funny to me is I'm not a huge Aikman guy. Like, I'm not the biggest TV critic. Like, nobody really bothers me and is like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe. Right. But I also listen to the business. I have I have thoughts on it sometimes. Like, I think sometimes the sideline reporter stuff is, like, way overuse uh, or bad questioning. <laughs> like, yeah. And I also think um, many of them, many of the sideline reporters, uh, which, by the way, are mostly women these days, are very good. Like very good, and but I also just think they're put in tough spots, like from an overuse situation, um, on the, in that role. Uh, so I love like an, analyzing the business and the industry and everything else. Um, but I never am like, man, I hate Joe Buck or I hate Troy Aikman or. But I will say this: like Aikman doesn't do a lot for me. Like he, I just think he's okay. Yeah, and I, I agree. Yeah, I think he's just okay. Like I think Tony Romo's fifty times better than Troy Aikman. Yeah, and that's that's what this is, though, right? Like, they're chasing their Tony Romo. Like, to me, Aikman is Troy, like, it's the name. Like, he's Troy Aikman. You're not getting him because of the broadcasting ability. You're getting him because he's Troy Aikman, and he was the quarterback of the Cowboys, and people are going to listen because it's Troy Aikman. That's how I look at it. Yeah, he does. He car- Here's the other thing. Here's one thing that's very important about um, network TV. Uh, and uh, especially around sports, is familiarity. Like, there's a really it's interesting thing in our business in general is, like, I've always said, <laughs> I was like, are you good or have you been around a while? Right? Yeah. Like, because there's, by the way, you have to be a certain level of good to be around a while, like a certain level. But that mean you're great. Like, you survived <laughs> and people get used to you. Um, and by the way, I hope this happens for me. <laughs> like I really do. <laughs> like if I was great, I'd probably they'd be calling me at ESPN and other places. Wow. So uh, or or on the network. But hopefully, uh, I'm around long enough where it makes me appear to be great. Like I think that seriously does happen in our in our business. And I think Aikman's a little bit like that. I think Aikman is familiar, and it's a name that you grew up watching, or you know, or now you've listened to, and you know that voice for so long. And I, I think there's an element of that uh, it, that that people have a comfort with. Like when you put somebody else in that, this is where Monday Night Football's really had a problem. Monday Night Football has tried to replace and replace and replace. Well, when you do that, nobody gets used to anyone. Yeah. And and so we have like, what does if I ask you this, what does Monday Night Football sound like? You couldn't give me an answer. Yeah. No, I can't. Like like, there's no like. Hey, Lewis Riddick's fine. Greasy, okay, whatever, fine. Steve Levy's fine. Like they're okay, but it's not like, oh yeah, man. What you know, Riddick says this. You know, yeah. You know, like Aikman sounds like a video game half the time, right? Yeah, like yeah. he really does. Like you can think of playing Madden or whatever, and and I don't even know if his voice is on it now, but wherever his voice is on a video game, like hey, that's Troy Aikman. Yeah, I can. I remember hearing that on Sunday afternoon. Like he says it. It sounds just like him. You know. Um, and I think in network television, there's something to that 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 um, is that draws us in. There's a comfortability of sitting on your couch with a beverage in your hand, listening to a voice that you know, and that's part of our industry, and that is part of network industry especially. And I really think that is where 
ESPN in the Monday night football especially has made a mistake over these last 10 to 15 years. Monday night football is not close to what Monday night football used to be. Sunday night football is more important. Sunday afternoon's football is more important at 4 o'clock on Fox. Uh, Thursday night football yep. has become more important. In, at times, Thursday suffered a little bit in the stretch, too. But it was a toss-up, like which one's worse, Monday or Thursday. And then you just decide which game was better. But even Buck and Aikman or whatever were doing the Thursday night game, so it felt more important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So, like, I, I actually applaud ESPN for finally saying, all right, we got to do something here. we got to make Monday night football Monday night football again. I actually think players enjoy playing on Monday night football because they grew up around it. And they knew what it was, and you're like, hey, I'm playing on Monday Night Football. That's really cool. Like, that's why the players, I believe, like Monday nights more than Thursday nights, not only because of their schedule, but because there's something that resonates with them from their childhood. Well, you ask a guy that right now in, like, 10 years, I'm not sure that's still the case. Like, if you ask a kid that's, like, a ninth grader, and he ends up in the NFL in the next eight years or something, what's he remembering from Monday night? That's a good call. I mean, because I don't think I, much of it. Yeah, I mean, I really don't. I think I think ESPN does so many good things. I think they have changed, like, our sports in so many ways. I think they get over-criticized. I think they are still the innovators of, of most TV and, and other media in the sports world. But I think they have really done a terrible job, ABC and ESPN, with the Monday night product. And most of it's because they are non-committal to a team and willing, almost too willy-nilly with who they throw in there and uh and have and and it really started with the whole what's kornheiser and and, yep. and was uh, dennis miller and i mean they tried to go so far outside the box and let's be honest the only thing that saved monday night football this year were the mannings i was just gonna say there's a reason people are freaking out about the manning cast yeah like good. and that by the way while I criticize ESPN for what they've done with the Monday night ABC product that used to be the Monday night football everybody got jacked up about, I give ESPN credit for the Manning success because they're willing to do that stuff and they found something that worked. And now you watch every sport and entity is going to try to copy the Manning broadcast. Yeah. They're already trying to do it. I mean, it's a good idea. Like, I feel like, to your point, yeah, ESPN did it and it worked, but, like, why did nobody think of it before? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it could work in any sport. You just it have could to work in a lot of sports. Yeah. Do, like it could work in. I'm watching golf right now. Like it could work in golf. Well, yeah, but the the thing about it, Casey, is like from a TV executive standpoint, like yeah, they care about ratings, yeah. right? They care about sponsorships, and what it looks like is you're eating away at yourself. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're basically putting. I'm going to put the Peyton Manning and Eli Manning up against my own broadcast team of Monday Night Football. Yeah. And so it looks like you're eating against yourself, right? And and are, are away from taking something away from you in the ratings, which they did. I mean, there was like, I was actually surprised. I thought the Manning cast would have done even more than it did relative to the the actual ESPN. But obviously, people just didn't know about it. But when the and it was a little inconsistent because they weren't on every week. Yeah. But I think the Manning cast thing did. I remember seeing numbers. It was like 12 million, 12 million viewers for the Levy and Riddick and Greasy team, and like two million for Manning. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I thought it would actually be more for, I mean, I was just, I didn't even turn on the Levy, Riddick, and Greasy broadcast. Same. You know? But it so, also felt like towards the end of the season, those note cards that came out on, like, Friday 
were big. Like once every like once people started to figure out what it was when those note cards came out with like the guests on it, I feel like everybody was hype and retweeting it. So I think yeah. it was like one of I don't know if slow builds the right word because it only took like eight weeks, but I think it was just one of those things that you had to build up to, and then going into next year, like people are thrilled. I would imagine. I would. I think you're right. I think it's something that if they continue with it, it's going to grow. And and more, I just think it's an awareness thing. It's more like, do we even know what's going on? And while we always know what's going on because we're locked into that kind of stuff, yeah. the masses might know, not know what's going on. Like, would my wife find it? That's, right? Yeah. And, and would it be a little bit too much outside the box for a casual viewer because it is different? Yeah, right? yeah. You have to be, you have to be like a pretty locked in sports fan to be interested. Yeah. Because so anyway, if you're also, okay. I think if you're on the guide, like looking for it. Like, I think one says NFL football, and I think the Manning cast one just says Manning cast. So, like, oh, does it? You have to, I, I think it's different. So, you have to know. Yeah, that's part of it then. That's part, yeah, a little bit stack. I, I think there's a little detachment, especially when you start something new. Right, long story short for me, good for ESPN for if they are going after these guys, whether they get them or not, at least they're putting importance on it because they're trying to make Monday Night Football special again. Yeah. And it hasn't been. ESPN's failed in that. The ABC, they, they failed in that with Monday Night Football, in my opinion, over the last decade or so. Uh, and meanwhile, the other part of this is I always see I always see people talking bad about Joe Buck. I don't get it, folks. I think Joe Buck's very good, like very good. <laughs> it actually points out things like that fans would be really interested in, too, not just like his big calls. Like, I think Buck is really, really good. Um, and I never understand the amount of criticism that he gets. I think he's actually got a little bit of a cool factor to him, too. I think I wonder if people don't like Buck because they know his dad did it. You know? And mm -hmm. they feel like, well, his dad did it, so that's why he's in the business. Like, some people just don't like that idea. Could be. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway. That's not, what, my, that's not my thing with it. I could do a three-hour show on TV business if you want and radio. But there we go. We did, at least did 15 minutes. All right. Welcome back Monday Night Football, perhaps. We'll be back. We're live at Palm Beach Autographs in the Avenues Mall. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. is that I think it's time for the Pelicans to relocate. I think a city like Seattle, a city like Las Vegas is more deserving of a, of a, of a team, of a basketball team, because I played in New Orleans, and they always are going to come second to the New Orleans Saints. I've been there. They always are going to be the little brother to the New Orleans Saints. Just think about it. Zion is a box office type guy. The Pelicans are still trying to give tickets away. Like, we watching, even when he's playing, we're watching the game and it's empty seats like it would never be a basketball city Kendrick Perkins what are you doing yeah so here's what happened with that I saw the that description yeah I saw the description of the sound and I said I need to hear this didn't listen to it prehand and we just went for it wasn't great I mean that is that's a dumb statement yeah I mean, I mean, he's probably, I would assume he's getting just hammered in New Orleans. I, well, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you know, listen, first of all, Perkins, I, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, hey, this has got to be Kendrick Perkins. I was like, he played there. And then he admitted, yeah, he played there. And no kidding, they're going to be the second fiddle team. Guess what? Every NBA team is to the NFL. Go to Seattle like he suggested. Guess what's number one? The yeah. Seahawks. You know, I mean... The Eagles are number one over the 76ers, and they're good. That's true. I, you know, this, that's dumb. Like, that's a bad take. Like, it's a, it's a, that's a bad reason. And by the way, your box office guy that you've given tickets away isn't playing, it hasn't played, and weighs more than you in retirement. Oh, 
Yeah. Like, so, like, it's not, I don't understand what well, was a terrible day. Hey, like I, Kendrick Perkins. He's like, no Chris like, Canty. I'll tell you what. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was a bad thing. Like, if you want to get people reacting in New Orleans, you got it, man. I mean, because that was just, I, I mean, I said this to you the other day. The Pelicans do feel a little irrelevant, right? Yeah. And that is because it, even with Anthony Davidson and with Zion Williamson, but to move the team for the reasons he gave is ridiculous. You are going to play second fiddle to to the NFL. Give me a city they're not. Yeah, I was just thinking about this. I, I don't know the answer. Maybe you do. But uh, if the Knicks were good, would that be a thing? The Knicks were good right now in the climate of the Jets and Giants. They'd have a chance. Okay. But they're still sharing the landscape with Brooklyn. No, and yeah, that's fair. That is fair. They're, they're they're cutting into that, and I'm not willing to tell you that they would be bigger than the Giants or Jets. I mean, the NFL is that big in America. And oh, I got one. The Lakers. Yeah. You know what, though? Yeah, you know what? They're, you're right about the Lakers. The Rams and Chargers fans, I agree with you. But here's what tells the story. The Celtics are like the third team now in New England, yeah, and it's not good. like they've been terrible. No, they've been all right, yeah. Like, the Celtics are as legendary as you get in New England, and I still think the Red Sox are king in New England. I do, but I haven't lived there in a while, so it's a hard gauge for me. And the Patriots have been so good that I'm probably wrong. Like, ratings-wise, of course the NFL is going to do better. But I still think if you, like, go to a bar, would you rather watch the Red Sox in the World Series or the Patriots in a Super Bowl? I think they're tell- taking the Red Sox, like, 8-2. to two. Really? I, I think I could be wrong. I haven't lived there in a while, like I said. But I never so, lived there. But like that, the Red Sox were so far ahead of the Patriots, and but the Patriots have been so good. But it's not like the Red Sox have been bad, man. Oh, <laughs> all right. World Series too. Yeah. So I, it's uh, I don't know. That was just a bad take by Perkins. And my, I mean, really, that's the moral of the story. Yep. Bad take. Hey, uh, we got uh, high school sports going on. University Christian lost in the Final Four yesterday. Bishop Kenny loses in the Final Four today. Nice still a chance. Uh, they are in it uh, on the girls' side. This is girls' soccer tomorrow. Fletcher uh, goes for her first ever Duval County State Championship at 1 o'clock. Creekside goes for its first ever state championship at uh, 4 o'clock. That's down in DeLand. And congratulations to St. John's Country Day. They won. Uh, I'm not sure we celebrate this enough. 11 consecutive state championships. What? For the St. John's Country Day Spartans in girls soccer. 11? 11 consecutive. They have not lost a playoff game since 2011 in girls soccer. <laughs> that's nuts. That's, that's an incredible crazy. run uh, in the state of Florida. Now, again, that's not all across classifications. People will be like, well, who do they play? No, it's, you don't even have to ask those questions. That's 11 in a row. They are dominant. They are really good, and they can play with anybody in the state. Yeah, that's nuts. So it's not just like a small school thing. They can play with anybody in the state. Uh, uh, Coach Pickett's done an unbelievable job uh, there at St. John's Country Day. All right, uh, we're checking out here at Palm Beach Autographs a little early today on the show. Now we have Action Sports Shack's OT. I don't know if we're really calling it that for two hours, uh, but 
Bottom line is Casey Kurtz and Brian Middleton are taking over for the next two hours. PalmBeachAutographs.com. If you're interested in trying to get to Mike Tyson tonight, it's at 6.30. I think there are still spots available for pictures and autographs, but go to PalmBeachAutographs.com just to be sure. Uh, right here at the Avenues Mall. Tomorrow night, it's Pete Rose. Saturday, it's Ric Flair. So uh, a lot of fun stuff this weekend. If uh, you're a sports fan, right here at the Avenues Mall in Jacksonville at Palm Beach Autographs. All right, Casey, have a good show, man. Football at 5 coming up. Marcel Robinson catching up with Shaq Griffin. Yep. Uh, Casey has that coming up right after this break on ESPN 690. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.